Bring out Elizabeth Selwyn. The tortured souls cried out in agony as the flames mounted higher and higher. Burn, witch, burn, witch, burn, burn, burn. Those I've said of these stones today were the actual practice of witchcraft in the 17th century. Fire away. All right. Okay. So here we are. We Better are. Better late than never. Absolutely. But they so... don't know that. <laughs> well, they do now, right? <laughs> All right. You know, I haven't had any coffee yet today, so here we go. I'm going to oh, really? dip Ooh. in. Ooh, that's bad, man. You should have had some coffee. I take this... Um, I take this like pre-workout stuff, although I don't work out. I'm a lazy slob, but it helps me focus. <laughs> and it's and it's loaded with with uh, caffeine and oh shit, you know all sorts of stuff like that. But that can't it be gets good me. Yeah, you know, can't be good for me. But um, but it gets me like what when I want to be creative and stuff. It helps me focus. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So That's, that sounds good. Yeah, man, it's, uh, you know, like whenever I, I want to sit down and write and stuff, Yep, that's like, it's perfect. Guess well, me, you know, gets me really focused. I wasn't working out for a while, and then I went with my son. We joined the local gym together, and I figured, you know, he's good. he was 17 at the time, and now he's 18. I'm like, this is, you know, I'll get him to get me enthusiastic and keep me on track because he really wanted to work out, and we were doing it three days a week going together and it was great and then suddenly covid hit the gyms shut down and i went right back to being a lazy piece of crap (laughs) not doing anything you know i had a stationary bike in my house and decided oh all right well um i'm still not going to do anything with it you know and at this point my my nephew who's in college and is a football player he was like hey uncle lenny can i use your stationary you know the bike stand it's like a magnetic bike stand or whatever or a friction stand and i was like so i took the bike off there and now my bike is just sitting in my you know i have in the room that i record in is a writing room and it's you know i keep all my books in there and everything um so anyway so he uh took the stand or at least borrowed it you know and uh and so now i have the bike just sitting there in the corner by the closet and you know just an everyday reminder that I don't do anything that I should be doing. So it's um, it's like uh, maybe an expensive uh, clothes hanger. Well, know? I don't put clothes Toss on it because no. I don't want anyone okay. to say, "Well, yeah, it's a clothes hanger now." I have a chair in my bedroom that that's for that. You know, you just do it in spite, in spite, just be like, exactly. "No, I'm like, no, I, it's not a, I it's refuse. not a chair." Uh, it's, I mean, it's it's not a clothes hanger. Oh uh, boy. Anyway, today we're going to mix it up a little bit. Like we've mentioned in the past, you know, we do movie reviews. We love horror movies, obviously. Uh, We love sci-fi and other genre films as well. I mean, I consider Lord of the Rings a genre film. It's uh, it's fantasy. And, um, you know, Peter Jackson cut his teeth on horror films, so he gets tons of street cred from me. Um, Dead Alive is one of my all-time favorite movies, man. Yeah, man, absolutely. Oh, such absolutely. a great flick. It's so ass. funny. I, I wish he'd get back so to funny. it, but hey, oh, you know, yeah. what, what do yeah. I know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, we're going to talk about some horror movies that haven't released yet that we're really interested in seeing. Um, I'm going to talk about um, records today as well and horror movie soundtracks or just horror-themed soundtracks on vinyl 
if you are um, a record collector or if you are into um, any of that type of stuff, you may be interested. So this is just an episode where Omar and I are going to shoot the shit about horror in the things that we're interested in. So take it away, hey, Omar. Real quick, before we get into that, have you? Because I only watched the pilot of uh, Bly Manor, the haunting. Oh, okay. Yeah. How far so have you gone? We can talk about that. Well, um, you know. Yeah, I think that's a good idea because we were discussing it a little bit. I know you only saw the 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 first episode. I'm yeah. seven episodes, I think, or six episodes. Oh, really? Into Bly Manor. Uh, okay. Okay. So, uh, as a as a pre um, prerequisite. Obviously, the haunting of Hill House was phenomenal. I loved it, and people say, yeah. "Oh, well, you know, yeah. it's it's so much like a dra- you know, it's a drama. It's this, it's that." Yes, and horror um, stories, uh, novels, especially in literature, were really uh, romantics. Uh, you know, you can mm. you can argue with me, but these were romantic novels that were gothic. Um, they involved the supernatural. And they were they were amazingly interesting and and I loved those types of stories. So I think they channeled many of those um, those tropes, if you will. And and I loved the haunting of Hill House. I thought the acting was excellent. The you know the directing, the the atmosphere. It was bleak. There was hope at the end, but it was very right. melancholy. And and no one makes it out you know unscathed. Mm. And literally, some people even died. So I thought yeah. I thought it was a really well done show, and I was looking forward to season. Yeah, two. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I thought it was it was excellent. So many of those, or quite a few of the actors from season one have returned, are in season two, and season two is like any great anthology series, which I really appreciate. They're not. They're not, you know, talking about the same story from part one. These are new characters. And this is a retelling of Henry James, uh, Henry James's turn of the screw. Um, and, you know, I've seen other, I think um, Patsy Kensett, she was the blonde-haired actress who, play, who played Mel Gibson's love interest in Lethal Weapon 2. She yeah. played yeah, I remember Turn of her. the Screw. I think there was a, a Turn of the Screw that she acted in. Um, oh. So she was the nanny. <clears throat> anyway, it's been done quite a few times. I don't necessarily know that I've really enjoyed any of these iterations of Turn of the Screw. And I, unfortunately, I feel the same way with um, Bly Manor. So I'm oh, seven damn. episodes in. I like it. I don't love it. It is... There's not enough atmosphere... There's not enough of the supernatural element of what's going on. I, I don't want to give anything away because people may still be getting into it. It's not like it's been out for a long period of time. And and so I'm going to reserve the rest of my comment. I think we should maybe spend a, a little bit of time, not a full episode, but uh, we'll talk about it maybe in a, in a week or two once people have had time to digest it. And I need to finish the series before I really weigh in. I, I do like, you know, as the show starts to develop more, there's, um, you know, it's a slow reveal. So this is a slow burn of a show. If you watched the first two episodes, you're really not giving the show a chance to develop because, you know, other, uh, by episodes five, six, and now in episode seven, the 
you know, the story is really playing out and you get an idea of what's truly taking place here. So Yeah, see, for me, I mean, again, I've only seen the pilot and so far, you know, again, it's only one, but usually with the pilot, what they what you want to do with the pilot mm-hmm. is to pull people in to, to I agree. And provide them the with some I... shock to Right. to get them hooked basically, you know? Yeah. Like Stranger I... Things pilot was flawless and and it pulled you in real quick there was you know the boom the kidnapping or the you know disappearance of will byers and it happened in such a way that was just so uh you couldn't wait to see the following episodes you know and that's the writers in stranger things they they did many things right in terms of oh, absolutely. to connect the audience, even with stuff that wasn't written. No actors said anything other than, you know, you're people our age, maybe a little bit younger that are a little bit more savvy to some of these things. Um, they see mm. John Carpenter's The Thing poster on the wall. They see these right. other horror movie posters on the wall. The kids are playing Dungeons & Dragons. Um, they're they get lost in the woods, but the woods are Mirkwood from, you know, Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. There's tons yeah. of these Easter eggs. References. In, yeah, these yeah. references resonate with the people that are watching this. And so but it, those it little also, things bring you in, too. It's they, not just... Yeah, it's it's those little things, but also the the, you know, the whole thing of this little kid, you know, getting... Yeah taken by some supernatural entity you know and and then that that just pushes the ball forward where you know everyone's looking for him his friends are looking for him his mother you know she brings in the cops and 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 it just really gets the ball rolling from from the very start you know and 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 i think the thing is it's a show like if it's a movie and it's a slow burn fine but when you have a whole show where it's you know several episodes and not enough is happening you know you really got to really especially with today's you know attention spans and stuff so you really got to pull people in right away yeah um i might give it another maybe two or three episodes <clears throat> but you know would, it might it might be in my netflix it. bin of un, unfinished shows man <laughs> there's many of them yes like yeah. uh se- season two of uh umbrella academy which yeah, you know i didn't get into that show at all uh, yeah it, uh, i i gave it one season and i, I was mean, like uh, if you like horror comedy and i mean i like the, the character so um what is it the santa clarita diet i like timothy oliphant and I've, I've watched, you know, Deadwood. I've watched uh, Justified. Um, he was even in, in the, the George Romero remake. Um, well, the remake of George Romero's The Crazies, which, you know, uh, you say what you want about remakes. It, I, I mm-hmm. like Timothy Oliphant, and I think he's a great actor. Right. And also Drew Barrymore. And so I'm in right. season two, and I, I kind of you know, lost track of it because there's just so many other things to watch and things to read and, and all this other crap. So, uh, yeah. So you're right. I mean, well, that I think, uh, yeah, season two, I think of, uh, Santa Clarita, I think that's a final one, right? Cause they, I I think they canceled it. I'm not sure if it was two or three, but it is canceled now. So that's one of the things like, Hey, I like this show and it's funny. 
I find it humorous. I mean, I've spoken to other people mm. who are like, I can't watch this. I saw two, one episode, I shut it off. I'm like, oh, wow. Well, hey, you know what? To each his own. Um, but to bring it back, so there's so many other shows out there. Why stick with this? I like I like the atmosphere. I think it's slowly starting to build. Um, you know, and uh, I, I'm all in on it. So I'm just going to give right. it a chance. I'm going to finish it and see how it goes. But it is a slow burn if you like mm. your shows to develop immediately and and be action packed this is not a show that that i would recommend to to many people um but if you liked the first season and you like uh ghost stories um check it out because the acting is excellent um the directing and the vibe of this is is really is is solid um but like i said it's not for everybody all right so that's so, uh I don't know if we were going to discuss this. Um, I, I know that you and I both saw it and were disappointed with it, but um, I guess we're going to... Uh, and we wanted to talk about some up-and-coming horror movies that we're kind of looking forward to. I know Pandemic kind of crushed you know, the, the theater-going experience. and I was, I was good. My girlfriend and I were really good for, um, you know, at, at the height, we're like three, four to five movies a month we were going to see. Oh, wow. Because we just like going to movies, and we had a discount card that we were, you know, you could, at the time, it was at first unlimited movies, and then it was like, all right, now you can go see three movies. Um, anyway, we Wait, just which went one? to the theater, you know? Um, I don't even remember the name of it, but it was just... Wait, are you talking about... You're not talking about Movie Pass, are you? Yeah, we, we had Movie Pass. That was it. Oh, there was... Yeah, there was... Um, that whole thing fell apart. That was oh, a yeah, huge that's what I'm controversy. Saying. Yeah, yeah man. But, but having a card like that where you could do unlimited movies for $20 a month was, was a great thing. Um, the last movie I saw in a theater was back at the end of February, the beginning of March. It was The Invisible Man. And... I really, I've seen, you know, maybe 50, 60 horror movies since then. Um, <laughs> stuff that I don't really talk about because it's just, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really warrant the discussion. Um, right. So I just, you know, you got to see good movies as well as bad movies. Um, and sometimes, you know, you it's unfortunate that you see uh, too, too many bad movies, you know. And oh, I don't even yeah. mean good bad Absolutely. movies because I love a lot of bad movies that are just great. Oh, I um, love him too. Absolutely. Just yeah. good, trashy fun. You yeah, know? absolutely. I love that stuff, but so sometimes some... it's like really bad. <laughs> yeah, and some of these movies that came out recently are, are just disappointing. And one of my biggest, uh, the biggest films that I was really excited to see and that was hyped like crazy and for obvi obvious reasons um, is Antebellum. Ooh. Yeah. And... Um, Ooh. I was really, um, you know, a racially charged horror film. Um, you know, I was looking forward to seeing this in the theater, and it didn't happen. Obviously, uh, Janelle Monet, she is, um, she's really a very talented actress, and she very, very, she is, she's interesting to look at on camera. She's very pretty, number one, but she's got, um, she's engaging, and and I really enjoyed her acting. In this movie, the the right. acting was decent. Um, in this film, it I liked the the look of it was decent. It was decently shot. Um, 
but it was just disappointing. Much of the dialogue was so on the nose, and it was yeah, just, it was really bad. Whereas Jordan Peele's Get Out was was really, even though many people felt like you know the one drawback of that was you know that it was heavy handed. I didn't think so. I thought it was it had um, good subtlety to the plot and and right, and it had an interesting take on you know the um, you know the the racism inherent in in liberalism you know and and right and seeing right. this type of absolutely um, you know this detrimental uh condescension um that that really is is hateful and um and whereas antebellum was just absurd i thought it was um it would have been had there been a supernatural element to this movie i would have enjoyed it much more whereas in this case it was so far-fetched it just seemed like um what was that movie, uh, The Village by... Um, Shyamalan? Yeah. And it just yeah. seemed like, you know, they're, they're in the middle of Louisiana on a plantation that was um, like a society for, for creative anachronism. And people were, you know, it, it just... I didn't like it at all. And I found, I, I found, I found it yeah. to be abrasive at times. Yeah, it, um, I mean, I watched it, the, the first scene I thought was done really, really, like, it, it was just so tense and, and, and just, like, uh, um, there's just this overwhelming sense of doom, and it started out really well, you know, because of that, like, it, it literally actually brought a tear to my eye. It was and very difficult to watch. The very difficult to watch. Extremely, very. Uh, ten the tension... The you know it, it's really a horror movie because right. this is one of the things that you and I agree upon what they did well the the effect of um, of this horrific of racism of murder uh, exactly and hatred because of a person's skin color um, and that's and terrifying the, and it is I mean it's it was so terrifying that you have a lot of material to work with to create a horror. I mean, if it was just a straight-up horror set during the Civil War, I mean, it would... I could definitely... I, I would be able to appreciate that. But then it took so many turns, and the thing is, it, it, it was so static at points. You, you didn't feel that the story was moving forward. And so I actually turned it off. I was like, I, this is just so boring. <laughs> I, really? I was like so yeah. disappointed after such a strong start. Yeah. And then, like you said, the, the dialogue was super heavy handed. And also it just, the story, it, the story wasn't moving forward because right. it was like maybe what halfway in that's when um, it goes from civil war era to modern times and I was like, "Wait, what the heck is going on here?" Yeah, and, yeah but well, it didn't. It wasn't kind of enough of a push. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't enough of a push to, you know, move the story forward. It was just this boring kind of dialogue going, and, and just felt like stagnant water. It just wasn't going anywhere. You I know? felt like if they would have done the initial, um, where they're chasing down slaves and then murdering people. Um, which really was an affecting scene. The very the first ten minutes of this movie is intense. Seriously, and if they would have at that point switched, you know, when if they would have switched at that point rather than continue because uh, it does it kind of just flounders a bit. 
if they would have switched to the modern time, modern day, and then introduce her this uh, this character, and then have her go through earlier her on, day, maybe early or on, yeah, yeah, and then develop it a little bit more. Um, I I don't think it. I think it would have had more of an effect on the story. It would have been a you know more of an interesting shift at that point in time because you would have seen this violence or even just started off this way maybe even just connecting her to her ancestor maybe that's who it was you know what i mean but then but to do it in the way that they did where you know they they're kidnapping people in modern day and they're bringing them to a plantation in louisiana it just it 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 just seems so far-fetched as to be completely absurd um and believe me racism is inherent in every aspect of our society, I've seen it firsthand, um, you know, dating a black woman and seeing the racism against my relationship with her. Um, we've we've dealt with it and kind of shrugged it off. And, and you know, um, well, I don't mean like we shrug it off like, you know, we, we don't we don't, you know, try and address it. But, you know, we've seen it and and don't let it affect how we deal with each other. And that, that's right, what I mean by right. that. But it's yeah. really, um, anyway, I was expecting a lot more from this film, and it just didn't deliver. So that was one of my big disappointments, not to just beat a dead horse here. but um, mm. So there's a movie that I liked. Uh, you want Anything else you want to mention about that before we move on? Um, nah, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, unfortunately, okay. it's not really worth additional discussion, sadly, <laughs> but I really like uh, Janelle Monet too, you yeah. know, like, yeah. I mean, you know, she's also very attractive, but you yeah, know. but like I said, I, w- I was very surprised and, and impressed with her acting. Um, A Quiet Place Part 2 is not out yet. Um, I liked Part 1. I mean... I enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Everyone looks at the... You look at a movie and you say, oh, that movie sucked. It did this wrong. Well, you know, not not every movie is going to be John Carpenter's The Thing. Exactly. Not every movie is is a a masterpiece and, and just fires on all cylinders. So, but if a movie does something right and takes an original premise and and does their best to um to tell an an interesting tale, they had interesting monsters in it. They had a cool premise. Um, I liked the the actors in this. There was there was great tension with the fact that you can't oh, make noise, and absolutely. that is like, well, how do you live like that? You have children. How are you going to not make noise? You know, and, and so, she's pregnant, and she's you know given birth and stuff, and exactly. that was that scene was, yeah, that was, I mean, really, was really good. <laughs> so that I'm looking forward to seeing part two, and uh, maybe not as much as part one. I don't know if it's going to be as good. Sequels tend to you know kind of rehash, but we'll see. But I'm looking forward to seeing it. Absolutely, absolutely. That's uh, definitely one I'm I'm looking forward to seeing too. Um, yeah, that's... Antlers is another film that was supposed Ooh, to come out. Forgot this year about that. In 2020, yeah. yeah. And so mm. that's been put off, and now now they're saying 2021 is going to be the release date of Antlers. This movie oh looks really God. twisted. I love the Wendigo myth, and I think this is going to be channeling that type of thing. It looks really interesting. Um, I just, uh, I like the vibe of the trailer, which looked very bleak and creepy. Um, right. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. I don't, um, um, so if anyone doesn't, isn't aware of this, it follows Carrie Russell, who's a solid actress, is a teacher living in Oregon 
and her police officer brother, played by Jesse Plemons, as they become entangled with a situation with her student, Lucas, who is keeping a creature in his house. So this is definitely a Wendigo myth, um, you know, or rift, a riff on the Wendigo story. So it's, I'm looking forward to it. And it, it does look good. So I, they, they keep putting it off, man, uh, but I, I really want to see it. I mean, I hope I, I got. <laughs> I hope it's better than uh, New Mutants because uh, unfortunately that one's been getting some really bad reviews. Because that one they kept putting off, putting off, putting off, and then they finally yeah. released it, and apparently the reviews are not good. And that's really disappointing because I, I like the whole idea of you know turning it, turning, you know whatever X Men type characters, mutants, and then putting it in a horror setting. I yeah. thought that was really interesting, well, but I'm they're glad, saying it's I'm not good. I'm glad you say that because the next two movies that I'm going to talk about are just that. So um, Marvel movies I got, I got burnt out on. I enjoy – I've been a comic book collector almost my entire life. I love – you know, I loved the comic book movies. Many of the Marvel and DC movies I enjoyed. After a while, it became mm. a bit much, and I got it tired did, of yeah. it. Because yeah, Because it was – it felt like the same story was being told again and again. And I understand they were right. – they were – telling it from different heroes' perspectives, and then they had to bring everything together. I thought they, all in all, they did a, a pretty good job of creating this multiverse. Um, however, as a horror fan, I'm looking forward to Morbius, the living vampire. So Jared, Ooh, Jared Leto. Yeah, I, I saw the trailer yeah. and some of it. It seemed, I don't know, man. I, I know, it, I've I got a bad vibe. I've I know, got a I bad vibe. I want to see it. <laughs> I, I'm a fan. Um and, you know, if they I, I've been saying this for a long time, if they brought back the Bronze Age comic books uh, that I love, like the Tomb of Dracula, um, if they re redid a new Blade movie, if they I did, think, I think they are going to do. Yeah, they are going to do a new Blade movie. Um, my, I mean, unless this whole COVID thing throw it off, but right. they're supposed to do one. Yeah. Well, they, really, they uh, Morbius was like um, they needed to do something because they, uh, you know, the, he was the living vampire because you couldn't be undead. You couldn't be a real vampire and in a kid's comic book. And so that's how they got around that comic ah. book. And so it wasn't a black and white and it wasn't magazine sized. It was a regular comic book and it was, you know, uh, for kids, and so he was the living vampire, and so that's how they, you know, they they got around the code, and it was a pretty interesting. I like the Morbius character, and I like the Spider uh, Spider Verse. You know, the the whole, um, although the last Spider Man movie left, um, you know, kind of a a lot to be desired, but really, I enjoyed it. it I enjoyed right. it. It was all right. It was, you know, but they go to London and they're you know battling. Uh, yeah. Yeah, what was his all, name? All the oh, uh, Miss, was it Mysterio? Mysterio? Yeah, yeah. I eh. it was. I, I thought it was interesting how they turned him into like a you know like a special effects guy with you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I I actually enjoyed it. I I I'm actually a fan of the Spider-Man movies, like what they've been doing with them. I like Tom yeah, Holland I think as as Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Right. I think the he was one pulling thing, it off. Yeah, I think the one thing that maybe for me, I have a criticism with is that it's too, like, the thing is with the whole, with the Marvel movies is everything is so huge. Everything is like buildings getting destroyed. And, you know, I think with Spider-Man, you need to kind of maybe tone it down a little, you know, right. where it doesn't have to be such massive, epic, 
you know, galaxy-wide, you know, battles that it should be friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, you know, where it's well, yeah. at a I, smaller scale. Sure. But, but I, I just, I did enjoy it, though, I'm not going to lie. Um, mm-hmm. it, it actually was, was pretty good, um, you know, in my opinion. Um, and then Spider-Verse was actually pretty good, too, that cartoon. I, I still haven't seen that. I want to see that. That was actually, I, I, that was pretty fun. I enjoyed that. It was really good. And they, they're they releasing Venom, I guess a sequel to Venom, which, you know, people crapped all over it. I didn't, I didn't mind it. I thought it was, I thought it was, I, they did a good job. I, I like yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I, uh, I don't know. From what I've seen, I'm kind of like, meh. Yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't excellent, but it was it was definitely the best rendition of Venom on screen. I'm I'm a huge um Todd McFarlane fan, and so I'm looking forward to the Spawn movie when once it gets finally made. Um Yeah, but, you know, I don't I, know what's he going on. Created the Venom character and and I I like the Venom character. I like the the look of it on screen and and so I really I'll go see the the sequel. Um, but yeah, so Morbius is good, and also I, uh, what is it? Um, Doctor Strange, the, the the next Doctor Strange movie is going to be a, a horror film. And really? Yeah, by all accounts, it's uh, yeah. it's going to be uh, an interesting an interesting watch. So I like the first Doctor Strange film. I thought it was it was really cool how they put his you know showed the magic develop for him and and the spells you know the. Uh, the the glowing you know uh, spell runes around his hand mm. and how they manipulate um you know the fabric of right. magic I right, I really right. enjoyed the look and feel of it and it was like watching an Escher picture at times where the buildings mm. are twisting from side to side and they're trying to jump you know from one reality to another I really liked I really liked that movie so I I I'm expecting you know if you pair those mind altering scenes with a horror vibe I think it's going to be a, a really interesting film so I'm looking forward to that Yeah I didn't even know about that but I I hope so I hope they could you know pull it off again it it's so you know these Marvel movies are just so huge in scope yeah. and so to are they? I mean, how are they going to pull it off? How you know? Because that seems to be the ongoing thing with their movies that they have these huge battles and things like that. Yeah. So how do you, you know, with how do you incorporate horror into it? I mean, the only type of horror that would kind of fit that uh, outlook, that scope, is maybe some kind of zombie or zombie-like. You know what I mean? Because yeah. zombies. Are, are just so overwhelming, and and you can have huge set pieces and stuff like that. Well, let me tell you, if they but, did Marvel you know, zombies into zombie, uh, that I've been I've been <laughs> thinking about this for years. I mean, that would be an amazing um, movie uh, event if they released Marvel zombies because it was such a fun uh, series of of uh, comics. You know, I love them. Was that where they uh, turned the all the characters like? You had a Spider-Man zombie or something imagine, like that, or imagine all of the Marvel heroes get get turned into zombies and they just ravage the Earth because who could stop them? Mm. It was um, it was a really cool. And you should check it out. Just you, you know, you can go online and and go snag a copy of it and uh, right, and, and right. check it out on your iPad because it's just. I mean, I, you know what, you're going to be in town. I have the comics if you want to read them. You can just grab them and and check them out. Sounds good. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. 
so the next movie that I wanted to talk about is actually, um, you know, and you know how I feel about sequels. I'm not necessarily a fan, but I'm a fan of Tony Todd. And uh, so the next sequel is Candyman. Ooh, forgot about that. Yep. And that so is was, that going to be a sequel or? Uh, so it's a spiritual I, sequel of that uh, franchise. And so, you know, um, so they're going to Cabrini Green again, the public housing project in, in Chicago, which has been mm. gentrified. Ah, and so I okay, like okay. I like the sound of where this is going, you know. Absolutely, and yeah. Absolutely. And so, so it's um, Jordan Peele's involved, and I like Jordan Peele even when you know Key and Peele were doing their their stuff. I uh, I always like their horror themed stuff the best, obviously. But you know, like the racist yeah, zombies yeah, yeah. is one of my favorite That's ones. Right. <laughs> um, you know where the the zombies only right. only black people are safe in this apocalypse because the zombies are, are all racist and then they won't eat black people. Um, you know, so even like uh, um, uh, this <laughs> these white Great zombies, yeah, you know, they skit. they pull their child is going to eat uh, Jordan Peele and the the mom and dad grab the child away from them like oh, you know like are you seeing this shit you know it's. It's hysterical. Anyway, so oh, yeah. I, I always loved Jordan Peele's sens- sensibilities when it came to this. And, yeah, so um, I, 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 my fingers are crossed. And I think if, you know, if it's a spiritual sequel um, and not just a rehash, I think it would be pretty cool. And I like the idea of a gentrified Cabrini Green. And, uh, and I think it's time for the Candyman to come back. I heard that Tony Todd is going to be in it as well. I don't know how he's going to... Um, if he's going to reprise um, uh, his role, or if he's just going to be a, another, you know, another character in the story, but I just he's fantastic, and um, I, I love him in everything he does, good and bad movies. He's just always great. And uh, right, uh, first I first saw Tony Todd in the remake of Night of the Living Dead, and oh yeah. And, yeah, you know, directed by Tom Savini, it was a George Romero vehicle. They wanted to redo right. it. Um, and update it and also get some money because the first one they didn't copyright it everyone knows this now it's you know uh, they didn't copyright the original night of the living dead and as a result it was just open for anyone to use um without paying for it and they lost a, a they lost tens probably hundreds of millions of dollars over the years and didn't make any money um because of that copyright issue so anyway tony todd is the man he's he's awesome in this role and i think it just defined him um and and i really and he's got the voice it. too the his voice. voice is amazing awesome um, and i'm gonna i'm gonna segue after this you know talking about a couple one or two more um movies uh but his voice is so iconic um that it's going to lead into the next so you know one or two things that i wanted to talk about um so candy man is the next one um you know, it's it's funny because I was on top of a lot of movies that are coming out. And like I said, because of um, just the nature of what we're going through uh, culturally and, you know, uh, it, it's it's put a real damper on on movie going. And, you know, this, it's just not as much fun to pay twenty dollars to sit around the TV to to watch a heart, you know, to watch a movie. Exactly, and I've done I it mean, because yeah. I wanted to see a movie, so I paid for a movie to you know to watch it, and it's like, all right, well, you know, it's just not as much fun. Um, 
I want to talk about a movie that I just don't care to see, and this is a terrible thing to say because I know um, it's a lot of money and time goes into these movies, and I'm a huge um, um, uh, John Carpenter fan. Uh, I love Jamie Lee Curtis, and um, Halloween Kills, I just don't care. Wait, they're coming out with another so, yeah. one? So they redid it. Oh, uh, well, not redid it, but they, 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 as a follow-up to the last Halloween film that they just came out with, they are releasing a sequel to that. Um, and so they're doing Halloween Kills. It was slated to come out this year, and now it's, um, uh, now it's supposed to be released next year, 2021. Um, and I guess they're making a trilogy. They're doing another follow-up to that. I guess I, I don't know. All I know is that I just don't care about Michael Myers and anymore. I mean, I, exactly. I, I will There's really the nothing first... more to tell anymore. That's right. it. You know, I'll see the first two films and and I will watch the you know Halloween three because I love Halloween three as a standalone Halloween story. Um, exactly. It just should be should have been given a different name. That's all. Yeah, and everyone I think at this point knows that John Carpenter envisioned Halloween as an anthology where Michael Myers was the first, you know, the first tale and then Halloween 2 would be another one and et cetera. And they wanted to turn it into a franchise and bring Michael Myers back again and again and again and again and again. And again and again. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, seriously, dude. All right, I get it. But the the movies aren't, aren't much fun. And, you know, like many other franchises that kind of just overstayed um i don't think they're doing justice to the character i don't think they're doing i I think it's just a cash grab the movies themselves really don't do anything for me Uh, i know i'm like who knows maybe i'm just a fan that's burnt out from from some of this from some of this fandom but it's it's not just a halloween man it's you know aliens with the whole prometheus and uh Oh God! We can go all day long talking about these franchises that just have overstayed their welcome. Terminator being another one. Terminator. I I think the Terminator franchise, um, you know, and and people are going to say, "Let it go, crazy." Part two was barely a part two. You know what I mean? At that point, I watched it. I like part two as a you know a decent enough sequel, but. If you look at it again and again, you know I'm like, all right, you know this is they really started to to lose, um, you know some some of the passion and fire. It's a fun movie. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy watching uh, Terminator Two, um, but I think at that point it should have ended. And all of the s- subsequent sequels, I, they really they just burn me out as a fan. And I, I I I'm not going to another another Terminator movie. If they ever release another one, I'm done. Um, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. not going to see Halloween Kills. Uh, mm. I'm gonna. I guarantee I will not spend any money. And if I do end up watching this movie, it's going to be online and it will be free. Um, right. I'm, not, I'm right. not putting any more money into this because it's just. And I'm and I'm also done with the the uh, Jurassic Parks. Yeah, the last Jurassic Park uh, Predator I see because I, I you know I liked the I liked the the, the franchise. I was good, but. I got I'm I'm burnt out. They need to they need more new IP. Um, they need to create new characters. I think Seriously. Hollywood is lazy because they just, you know, and we as fans are complicit in this laziness because we keep supporting these these movies. Um, and I understand being a, being passionate, being a fan, and you want to support people and and you want to you know you want more. 
but unfortunately they're not giving us they're giving us the same thing it's just it's such it's a not you know believe it or not it's not even just laziness what it is is um they're risk averse yes. they are they only i mean if you're going to be spending whatever tens of millions or up to hundreds of millions of dollars on something sure. then they want to spend it on properties that have shown you know um uh, you know the ability to make that money back and then some right but you know i mean how many failed uh terminator sequels have there been you know you know what all i mean all of them I except mean, for part yeah. two seriously part two is the I, only terminator sequel that was a success and that people, right and that people adore and he that was, was because also it was it was James Cameron. He's the right. last one, you yeah, know. He, he did he the first two. He was involved in in the in the most recent one, and I'm like, eh. but supposedly he was involved. But then they were taking it directions, and and he pulled away. But that was my understanding is that he wasn't yeah. happy with the direction that they were taking it. All right. Um, you know, I could be wrong, but yeah, I mean, there's a fine take. line between you know being a fan of these of these series, you know, a, a fan of the franchise and and wanting more and it and uh, you know right. i it's I'll, I'll give you a perfect example uh, escape from la it it is an abomination of sequels that just completely in my opinion just crapped all over the original and it just it became you know too self-referential and i, I think you know snake plissken shouldn't have a wink in his eye he you know it should be right, played straight right. and that really you know anyway so I, I I really would mm. like to see new horror stories. I would like to see new sci-fi stories. Um, and you know, um, uh, I don't I don't I'm tired of the rehash. Let let's let's move forward. Anyway, uh, ditto, ditto. Tony Todd, Amen. Yeah, was involved in a project where he did voice acting, and I'm sure he's done this before. But he did voice acting for Cadabra Records. Anyone who doesn't know Cadabra Records, they are an amazing boutique record shop. Um, they produce high-quality um, uh, spoken word audio productions, and they have amazing um, music placed to, to this. And some of the gr greatest movie composers like Fabio Fritzi involved in um, in this, as well as many others, but I uh, you know, Fritzy is the first name that pops into my head, and also one one of you know the most iconic names. If if um, you know for people in the horror genre. So um, anyway, uh, Tony Todd played the voice of Dracula in this spoken oh, wow. word um, mm. for Cadaver Records. One of probably one of my favorite uh, renditions. But his voice is just sim it's simply amazing. Yeah, um, seriously. So Kadabra has released amazing. I'm a, sub, a subscriber, so every, uh, I think twice a year they release a subscription, and you get, um, you know, for whatever the cost is, two hundred and fifty, whatever it is. You get an opportunity to not only get some amazing spoken word. They talk, you know, they release um, Edgar Allan Poe. They've released um, H.P. Lovecraft. And um, Matthew Bartlett and other authors um, of fantastic fiction and horror fiction, um, and they've just they they are superb. 
one of the recent additions to my record collection is kind of the crown jewel of my record collection. They released H.P. Lovecraft's At the Mountain of Madness. Excuse me, At the Mountains of Madness. Um, and it's a six LP set. And uh, they released multiple versions of it. So there's a subscriber version of it, I'm pretty sure. And then there's a regular release version. And then oh, they... that's what you uh, talked about with... Um... Yeah, right. Oh, so uh, I wanted, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. I I showed it off a little bit. Um, and just for anyone who who's not sure, I have an Instagram page, Life at Thirty Three RPMs, because I'm a record collector, and and I was with um the Grape Vinyl, on Instagram, and I've been friendly with them for about two years now, and it's a husband and wife team. It's um Brooklyn and her husband Dylan, and they they are huge fans, black metal fans, death metal, um. So they're right up my alley, but they, they listen to a lot of other things too, including um, Kadabra. But they're horror fans as well. So they interviewed me uh, yesterday. We went live on Instagram, and we were talking about horror um, on vinyl. And this is the newest one that I have, and I, I sprung for the... They only released 25 sets of these Wax Mage records. And if you're not familiar with Wax Mage records, you should just go online and Google Wax Mage and you'll see the difference between a regular um, a regular release and a Wax Mage release. And, um, you know, I think they saved the video too. So if you go up on the grape vinyl and you want to hear about some movie horror soundtracks or even, you know, horror, um, you know, horror-related soundtracks, um, you should check it out. Anyway... The Mountains of Madness, it's incredible. I mean, it's its a full uh, release of uh, the H.P. Lovecraft story on six records. And each one of these records um, is a hand-poured um, um, wax vinyl. Uh, you know, it's I can't even describe how beautiful and what kind of craft, craftsmanship goes into the creation of this. But the artwork... Um, Andrew Lehman is the um, is the voice actor. He's excellent. His voice is engaging. Um, I mean, just the details in this, Omar, it's just unbelievable. I really... Awesome. Yeah. So anyway, if you're a horror fan and you happen to collect records or you like spoken word stuff, you can get really amazing stuff from Cadabra Records. Um, a lot of their stuff sells out, but they, they release it also for the public so if, you know if you didn't grab the ultra rare copies they have other copies for people um it, who are just interested in in getting their hands on something that's super interesting um but yeah so i recommend very it. cool yeah so anyway um anything else you wanted to add today i know we kind of went a little bit long uh, especially for a non-review but there was some stuff that we wanted that's to okay yeah some stuff that we wanted to talk about and and uh you know so we hope everyone's doing well out there you know comment on our instagram page you can check us out um on instagram uh, obviously we are um what, did I, what was i gonna I just drew a blank What's about that? what I wanted to say. Anyway, uh, we're going to get back <laughs> at posting on our Instagram uh, about stuff, you know, to try and create more of an interesting forum on there. But, uh, yeah, L let us know what you guys like um, and what you don't like. And a uh, big shout-out to our friend Ray from our AT&T days. He oh, just yeah. started following us and has been yeah, posting um, and messaging us about some movies that he's liked. and, and we're The you know, man-goo. So <laughs> oh man that's awesome so, uh, inside joke folks inside yeah. joke 
<laughs> All right, guys. So thanks again for uh, for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Omar, I'll talk to you later. All right, take it easy, buddy. Yeah.